Bernard, I'm Daryl Jones, Director of Research at Hedgeye. Welcome to the Macro Show for September 22nd, 2021, the Anti-Contagion Morning. You, no, good, you, good you look good, though. Thanks. Look at how good Jonesy looks. That's the new Jonesy. It's like the Simon Cowell look with a, with a beard. Yeah. Man, he's still single. And that <laughs> is in your top three things. All right, let's go. Top three things this morning in my notebook. First on Hong Kong, I mean, okay, so one thing, uh, it's been crashing, so that's not new. Two, everybody and their brother, sister, and their dog are, are talking about everything that's going on in China and Evergrande or Evergrande this morning. That's not new. Um, so again, it is what it is. Uh, the best way to deal with um, non-contagion, I guess, is just to be short of China and Hong Kong. I mean, we've been short China since Q1 of uh, this year, and uh, we added Hong Kong on June the 22nd, so that down 3.3% overnight with uh, the rest of the, the markets closed. That's another big part of this. Don't forget that with Australia and Hong Kong being one of the few places open on the eastern side of the world, that's where the liquidity went. We're not long uh, either of those markets, so that's fine. And then they opened Europe down, and now it's down even more. On what? I don't know. I mean, I guess you could, you, you could tell me. I don't particularly care. It's where they close the markets uh, today that matters, in particular, uh, what happens after you get this episodic or not. You know, we're, you never know until you know. Um, but again, this is not what happened last week in the USA. If you are concerned about China, fucking short China. Like, I mean, what the hell? Like, I mean... Where are all these bloody geniuses that are calling for this contagion that didn't tell you to get out of China in Q1? Where are all these people that weren't shorting Hong Kong on June 22nd and being loud about it every time Hong Kong rallied to a lower high? Where are they? They're everywhere when they need you to drive their compensation, which is a direct function of clickbait, because they don't generate alpha, they generate noise. Winning works, yep. I'm happy when we win. I, I'm actually, I hate losing a lot more than winning. I expect to win. You wake up in the morning and that's what you should expect to do. And when you don't, you got to learn something from, from why you didn't. But again, look at these, look at these great thoughts that Tim Grover uh, would go through relentlessly. And his first book was called Relentless, which I'm going to be reviewing for you uh, imminently here. Uh, but he'd, he'd say to Michael Jordan, MJ, and, and Kobe, and Kobe, God rest his soul, control your thoughts and you'll be able to control your emotions. I say control your process. You don't have to deal with your emotions. So again, this is really key. You learned a lot this week. A lot of emotion, a lot of bullshit, a lot of narratives. You just skated on through. You had a good week. I'm proud of you. I am. Yeah. Beard, you're, you, 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 you're proud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually think that this is a lesson that everybody should have in their life for free anyway. So let's just take the rest of the show and explain how to look at markets on a volatility adjusted basis using the three buckets of volatility that only Hedgeye has defined within the lens of our quad process and the signaling process, okay? There are three buckets of volatility for, for you to think about, okay? And we'll use the VIX as an example, but I, I will come back to, to the Russell, which uh, RVX, which is equivalent to the VIX for the Russell and, and, and well put um, by our subscriber on that. So we have, um, let's, let's color the buckets so that you understand, okay? And we're talking about, we're gonna use the VIX. The VIX, the investable level, uh, investable range and levels of volatility, levels within the range. Uh, for the VIX, let's call it 10 to 19. Anytime the VIX is oscillating in between there, can't get above 19, keeps plowing to lower lows, every bull market's ended at 10 VIX or lower. You know, there's actually one sniff at nine. So that's called the investable bucket of volatility. That's when the pizza guy in Boston who's giving you ratings on that and stocks even look smart, okay? Easy, really easy. 
Yeah, we can all do it. Actually, I, I, I wish for the people that we're always in uh, quad one or two with the VIX in the investable bucket of volatility. Okay, just think of volatility. Volatility is the number one thing that will drive fear. You know, your amygdala is triggered. You're you're panicking. You're puking. You're looking for political reasons. All right. Okay. So you come out of that bucket, and then you get into what we call the chop bucket. So this is actually where I live. I love the chop bucket. So this is a chop bucket. Chop. Hashtag chop. Uh, where you're basically greater than 20 and rising towards 30. But when you go back and forth in that bucket, like that, let's give you a little bit more as opposed to being, you know, let's let's use my girlfriend, Pink, one of my favorites. She's a beauty. Um, you're back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You can make a lot of money as, as a trader. I know some people call me that as like a like as an insult. I love trading. Uh, that's you know good market to trade because you're all, every time you go to the top end of the range in the VIX, we're oh, and then at the low end of the range, oh. You don't want to feel any of that. This isn't riding a roller coaster. You're not 12 years old, or at least most of you aren't. The chop is really good in a bull market that's got people trying to, trying to call tops, trying to call tops, trying to scare the shit out of you, trying to make money on clickbait, whatever. Then we have this very, um, you know, for those of you uh, that know this, you can wait on it. So this is called the fuck bucket of volatility, right? So this is when you go greater than 30 volatility and you stay there. And you stay there, and you stay there, and you stay there. That's like the ro roller coaster that doesn't go off the top. It's the one that breaks, and everybody dies. And I've made that call a lot. So again, it's within the lens of quad four, economically pending. That's what the market is front running when volatility, as opposed to in here, is episodic and non-trending. Greater than 30 and staying at 30 is episodic not and trending. When oil volatility went to 320, never mind 32, the oil price went negative. That was the most volatility any major asset has had ever. You know, Bitcoin may get there at some point. I don't know if it's going to go to zero. <laughs> but these are the, the, this is how you should think about fading yourself. Think of all, all the issues I have. Clearly, if you love me or hate me, you can see those. I'm human, right? But I've found a damn good way to fade, you know, to fade my feelings. Fade the idea that I know more than the market. Fade the concept that there's some intellectual base to this. No, it's actually, from a practitioner's perspective, a lot like professional sports. The greatest enemy to you making money is yourself. In sports, I coach it this way. It's your ticker. You can have all the talent in the world. And most people that went to schools like Jonesy and I did, I, at least on paper they do, and they have number two as well, which is intelligence. On paper, absolutely. Some of the smartest people I've ever seen on paper are some of the worst traders, risk managers, investors you'll ever see in your life. Right? Because the next ones, compete and resilience, are what define somebody who can play at the highest level. Somebody who can take a punch. Somebody who can take criticism. Somebody who can be coached by somebody like me and like it. All right? So again... Once you get into these periods, like, are you going to be resilient? Do you have the process to understand we just went to the top end of the range in the chop bucket and we backed off? So just to come back to this full circle on your RVX question, because it, got, it went out at 27 yesterday. Well, what happens if it's going back towards 20 and drops into this bucket? That would be defined by rising probability of quad two. So it's not about 27 being higher than the number you saw when I said what I said the day before. It has nothing to do with what I said the day before. This isn't an audit by an intellectual. You're, if you want to audit me intellectual, have at it. But I'm going to keep moving because the game is all about playing the next game, setting up for tomorrow. 
It's not going back and saying, well, if I look at the prior valuation of this market, the typical, you know, the average decline was this. You know, that, is, that is so, so old wall. So old wall. We are stochastic. We believe in nonlinearity. We believe in jump factors, jump conditions, just like in the world. Do you ever see an avalanche, a hurricane? Imagine you were, uh, most people that do this uh, professionally at Morgan Stanley or wherever, one of my main competitors, a lot of respect for Mike, Mike Wilson. I can't understand how, he, how he's coming up with this stuff, type of thing. The only thing worse than making a 10 to 12% correction is stepping on it when it's below your 50-day moving monkey on Monday saying it should be 20. And then, and then it going, you know, Evergrande going up 32% a day. Again, it's not critical. It's just holding to, to account a process that doesn't work. So again, saying that the average of things, moving average of things, the average correction in things, the average valuation of things, that is the opposite of what Benoit Mandelbrot taught us in fractal math. The opposite. It's a particular thing that happens at the particular time that gives you points of entropy, breakouts, jump conditions, etc. Right? And if you get that, they're beautiful both ways. I love the fuck bucket. I want it, but I don't. People get unemployed in the fuck bucket. I don't want that, but I want it because I'm going to make money when people lose money. I want this because everybody wins. Well, when everybody wins, I have to deal with CNBC coming back to life. It's like, thank you for listening. Steep and deep, they're rare. They make careers. They make, provided that you don't lose your money and go put 10% of those assets that you made in quad four into crypto before it goes down 40%. That's not the way to do it, right? The way to do it is then to risk manage the big gains you make by nailing a quad. quad deep quad four is preserving and protecting the capital. Steep quad two is making money like a boss, like a pizza guy coming out of some place in Boston. Everybody's a winner, right? But did you keep the wins? Big, big open question. And I had a lot of clients been back and forth with me uh, on this institutionally ahead of this call that we're going to have tomorrow because they'll say, it wasn't so much those two big calls. It was the pivot to quad three here throughout the summertime, which saved me from losing all that small cap money that I started to lose at the end of June and into July. I got out in the middle of July. Last, that was a terrible two weeks, but I didn't have a terrible quarter after that. So again, you will lose some money. It, losing some money is a good signal that you're coming out of deep quad two or steep or deep quad four, steep quad two. If for those of you that remember, because you see every mistake I make, I was also wrong coming out of deep quad four for a little while into the summertime. Then I went hog long commodities and short dollars in June of, of 2020, and I got back on the right side of it. But there was a two to three week period there into May and June where I got my ass kicked. Because I am who I am. I, I play in real time. I'm transparent and accountable to every single move. The only person that nails all quads all the time is Bernie Madoff. Yeah, so otherwise, you, know, you just got to be like me. You got to you know, wait on your pitches. And if you get a steep quad two again, you're going to know what to do. And if you get a deep quad four again, which could be Q2 of next year, you're going to know what to do. This content is for informational purposes and does not constitute an offer to sell or buy any investment vehicle, nor does it constitute an investment recommendation or legal, tax, accounting, or investment advice. This information is presented without regard for individual investment preferences or risk parameters and is general, non-tailored, non-specific information. Hedgeye believes the information sources to be reliable but is not responsible for errors, inaccuracies, or omissions. The opinions expressed are those of the individual speaking. All investments entail a certain degree of risk and financial instrument prices can fluctuate based on several factors, including those not considered in the preparation of the content. Consult your 
financial professional before investing. The information is protected by copyright laws and is intended solely for the use of its authorized recipient provided access by Hedgeye. Redistribution or republication is strictly prohibited and subject to the terms of service at Hedgeye.com.